Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Included in this edition of The Intersection are highlights from the Winter 2023 Christian Product Expo in Columbus, Georgia. First up, though, one of the nation's leading Christian authors, Karen Kingsbury, and her son, Tyler Russell, preview a streaming television series project in which they're involved based on one of her novels set in the world of professional rodeo and featuring the spiritual journeys of its main characters. Then it's John Bevere of Messenger International who has been involved in inspiring and training pastors around the world. He comments on possessing an awe, a healthy fear of God, and the importance of Christian believers walking in that awareness and attitude. And on this edition of The Intersection, from the Christian Product Expo Winter 2023 show in Columbus, Georgia, Renee Marini, who serves in Zambia with a ministry called Sons of Thunder, offered insight into following the direction of God, who has produced fruit through hers and her husband's lives through their work in medical and agricultural, as well as other areas of ministry. Finally, Wallace Henley has been in pastoral ministry for quite some time, He's also worked as an aide in the White House. Writing for the Christian Post recently, he related what he sees as elitism in numerous areas of our culture who want to determine collective values at the expense of religious principles and practice. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Karen Kingsbury is known as a best-selling author who communicates biblical truth through her novels. One of those is entitled A Thousand Tomorrows, the inspiration for a streaming series available on Pure Flix. It's set against the backdrop of professional rodeo and explores the lives of two competitors, their challenges, and their faith journeys. From a recent conversation, here is Karen Kingsbury and son Tyler Russell. Well, Cody, uh, you know, when he was eight years old, his father, an NFL football player, left the family and he overheard his dad say that he couldn't be a father to Carl Joseph, the younger brother, and Carl Joseph has Down syndrome. So um, that started a cascade of anger. Uh, Cody was only eight. Now that he's older and he's bull riding, like he holds on to that anger like it's a badge. Like it's the thing that makes him a good rider. He's not, has no intention of letting it go, but his father is now at a season of wanting to come back into their lives. So, you know, we've done this beautiful thing that I don't think anyone's got this going for a, a, a TV series, but Pure Flicks, wanted a thousand tomorrows to have this. So I have a 10 minute teaching video teaching <clears throat> on each of the mm. episodes. And then we have a downloadable uh, study guide as well. And you get that at pureflix.com or karenkingsbury.com. And then what that means is that, you know, you can sit down and take a really deeper look at a character like Cody and how, how do you have anger issues like that too? Do you hold on to something where you've been wounded and, and rightfully, maybe, you know, you have a reason to be hurt, but how do we let go of that and walk in the peace and forgiveness that God's calling us to? So we don't just want you to enjoy it, but we want you to gather your friends and family, neighbors, or your Bible study together and actually, you know, make this a moment, an event in your week where uh, you can grow closer to God and to each other. 
You are listening to Meeting House here on Faith Radio. A visit here with Karen Kingsbury and Tyler Russell, mom and son. And we're talking about A Thousand Tomorrows. It is a series currently streaming on Pure Flix, and it's actually based on one of Karen's books. And Karen and Tyler have collaborated on this. And we we talked about Allie and the health challenges and really her approach to to being a barrel racer and you know how her health challenge really affected her. So let's, Tyler, I asked Karen about what was going on on the inside with Cody. So tell me about Allie and how these, these challenges may have impacted her from a, you know, from a emotional, maybe even a spiritual standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Allie had a younger sister named Anna who actually passed away when she was young um, from illness as well. And when they were growing up, Ali and Anna's parents kept them inside because they didn't want them to be exposed to the elements or to get sick. And it didn't really help Anna. She died anyway. You know, we can't always prevent tragedy in our lives. So Ali learns that if I'm sick, I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to stay inside. I'm going to go live. I'm going to live life to the fullest. And even though I have difficult cards that I feel I've been handed, I'm going to choose to embrace the moment and get on the horse and live the adventure. And so um, Ali chooses to to ride because it makes her come alive she loves it she loves the energy she loves competing but she also holds people at bay as well because she knows that she doesn't want to hurt others Mm. because she feels like she's a ticking time bomb herself so she's a little isolated she's a little fearful and it draws cody's attention because she's so good she's so talented but she doesn't go out with the other you know riders and and party or, or hang out she's she's not very social she just spends time with her mom and and he's drawn to her mystery and her um, her her quiet confidence. Um, and so I think Allie has really learned how to embrace the the season that God has her in, um, and face you know the fears that she has with strength and courage. Karen, I love what you were saying earlier about not only do you have the presentation, but you also offer people a way to maybe process what they're seeing as far as the the series presentations. You talk about Cody and dealing with anger, and you lead viewers through this. So if you had to maybe isolate some of the some of the spiritual principles that you've incorporated into this series, how would you describe that as we wrap up? Well, I think it happens in episode four, but where um, Allie is actually in scripture and she's reading Joshua 1, 9 and be strong and courageous. You know, that that idea of like taking whatever God's given you, whatever you have and being strong and courageous enough to not worry about tomorrow, but to live life today. And Tyler said it well earlier. He said, you know, Allie got on the horse. So what, what horse is God calling you to get on? Get mm-hmm. on that horse and let's ride it. And that's uh, that's part of the lesson for sure that they'll get out of the small group study. Karen Kingsbury and Tyler Russell, who are involved in that film project. You can find out more through KarenKingsbury.com and through the PureFlix streaming channel website at PureFlixFLIX.com. Well, next up on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's John Bevere. He is co-founder of the Ministry of Messenger International and the author of a book entitled The Awe of God, The Astounding Way a Healthy Fear of God Transforms Your Life. Here now from that recent Meeting House conversation is John Bevere. If you look at Psalm 34, it says, Come close and I will teach you how to fear the Lord. However, it's not just taught, it's also caught. If you look at Isaiah 11, it talks about Jesus. And it says, 
there shall stem forth a root from Jesse, of the, uh, right? And then it says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And then verse 3 says, his delight within the fear of the Lord. And I remember the day I saw this, I realized that the fear of the Lord is actually one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. There's seven manifestations Isaiah lists. And that is the manifestation Jesus delighted in. If you look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Who in the days of his flesh, talking about Jesus, when he lifted up his prayers with vehement cries and pleadings with the one he knew could save him, he was heard because of his godly fear. Now, it's one thing to pray. It's another thing to be heard. And you just said it a moment ago. How can the fear of the Lord have anything to do with being scared of God if it's actually the key to intimacy with God? You can never be intimate with somebody you're scared of. So as we can see there, the fear of the Lord is not about being terrified of God and running from him. It's actually being, I should say, trembling before God, but it draws you. And this is something, you know, it's like, pretend somebody gets married and he's trying to tell his friend who's never dated a girl, never been in love with a girl, he's trying to tell his friend about his new married life. There's only so much he can share that this man has now experienced. And when I say to people that are listening that it's a wonderful fear, even an awe, a terror, that is attractive, not repulsive, a lot of people would have trouble understanding it. Now, granted, I've got a 300-page book here that's going to make it very, very palatable and easy to understand. And that's why it's so important to get this full message in you, because it, is, it, would, be, it would be to the, un, the untrained ear, it would sound like an oxymoron. It would be like, wait a minute, you're contradicting yourself. And that's what Moses did. Moses said to the people, do not fear because God's come to see if his fear is in you. Well, he's not contradicting himself. He's saying, don't be afraid of God because God's come to see if his holy fear is in you. But yet while he said that, the book of Hebrews says that he was trembling with awe before this presence. So there is a trembling and a fear that is healthy and attractive and that will draw you close to, to the one who created us. I mean, Isaiah was a preacher of righteousness. He said, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Woe to the, to the proud. Woe to those who are drunkards. That was Isaiah 5, but in Isaiah 6, he has one glimpse of God in his glory. And he says, woe is me. So it's no longer woe to the sinner, it's woe is me, because for the first time in his life, he realized who it was he was serving, and that actually created a more passionate drive to love and serve this God than even before he had that encounter. And so, yes, to the person who's never experienced the fear, the healthy fear of the Lord, it would almost sound like, I don't want anything to do with that. But in reality, it's the most attractive virtue. David got it. Yeah, he messed up big time twice in his life. But he taught it to his son Solomon. And Solomon became so successful. 
Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's mm. the beginning of a successful life. Solomon was so successful as a leader of millions. The Bible says that there wasn't one family in his nation that didn't have its own home and garden. I've never seen a nation before where there wasn't any unemployment, any poverty, any there was nobody that was renting, that everybody actually owned their own home. Yet that's the way it was under the wisdom of Solomon that came from the holy fear of God. The fear of God, the Bible says, is a fountain in us, a continual flowing source of wisdom. Sometimes we're aware of that wisdom, some, most times we're not. But it gives us the ability to make right decisions that are going to benefit our lives and those around us. John Bevere here on The Intersection. You can find him online at johnbevere.com or through messengerinternational.org. This is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House, and you can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by going to the programming section at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center. That's where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests from the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House program. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Plus, you can find a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel where you can view video content from Meeting House guests. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Content from The Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Search for Faith Radio Podcast through Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast platforms. Next on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's back to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Winter 2023 Christian Product Expo in Columbus, Georgia. I had the opportunity to chat with Renee Marini, she is the author of the book, A Life of Significance, Ordinary People Fulfilling the Extraordinary Call of God. In our conversation, she shared about the work she and her husband Sal have done in Zambia with the Sons of Thunder ministry, working with medical missions and other areas. Here now from that conversation is Renee Marini. Sal and I are nothing special. We're nothing special. I would disagree with that, actually. But, but, but if you look at our backgrounds, you look at, we are just a paramedic and a nurse. Uh-huh. We are not tropical medicine specialists. We are not anything, anything that you would consider to be the experts in the field. We're just ordinary people. We're a man and a woman. We're a husband and a wife. We're a mom and a dad. We're a grandma and a grandpa. We're a paramedic and a nurse. Nothing special. Mm. But God can use anybody. Absolutely. And so. perhaps there is a skill set that someone has, something that someone enjoys doing. That may be an indicator that may, you know, that God wants to use Absolutely. that giftedness, that skill Absolutely. for his glory. Absolutely. The key is to stay in right relationship mm-hmm. with him and hear. You have to be able to hear him. So you have to be, first of all, you have to be, you have to know Jesus as your personal savior. Mm-hmm. You have to be one of his sheep. Because it says in the word that his sheep hear his voice. Yeah. And so once you're 
part of the family, once you're his sheep, he speaks, and he speaks many different ways, not just audible voices, and that's not what I'm talking about. He speaks in your spirit, he speaks through nature, he speaks through other people, he speaks through uh, uh, music, he speaks through all different ways. Yeah. And you have to be able to see or, or hear him speak. Yeah. So having that open heart to be able to, to sense God's direction, to hear him speak, to really be led of the Spirit, how, how does someone discern the call of God? In, in their lives. Obviously, being listening or being, having that listening heart, have that listening ear is important, but people may say, well, you know, how do I know the will of God? How do I know that this is God specifically directing me? What would you say? God's never going to tell you something to do that's against the Bible. Yep. God's never going to tell you to do something wrong. He's never going to tell you to sin. So he's going to direct your steps. And oftentimes you have a hard time discerning. Is that me? Is that my voice? Yeah, sure. Is that just what I want? But the key is you need to take the step. Mm. Once you take the step, the first step, he'll either close the door or he will, he will open the doors. And once you have favor, Saul often talks about the fact that he feels peace. If he still has confusion, that's not of God. God is not in confusion. But if he feels a peace about a decision, about a, a choice, about whatever, whatever, then he takes the step. And then God directs from there. Hmm. And, and the, more, the more you do that, the more faith that gets built, and the more you're able to discern the next time. Hmm. It's, it's like a muscle that you build. Absolutely. So for the person that's, that says, well, you know, Renee, I, Sal, I, I don't, you don't know my story. I have, I don't believe that God can use me. I've done this in my life, or I just don't have any equipping. I don't have anything that I can do well. I just don't think God can use me. What would you say to that person? God can use anybody. I, we see stories in the Bible of David. David was one of the, the, the greatest men, had his heart after God, yeah. and God used him. And he sinned. He did wrong things, you know, and he suffered consequences for that. But God forgave him and he, he used him. So, so no matter what you've done in your life, God can forgive. God forgives. You know, you, you may suffer consequences for it, you know, um, but, you know, God's a, a God that leads yeah. and directs your steps, leads you on the path. The, the other key, uh, Bob, is that a lot of people don't take that step because they're afraid. Sure. They have fear. Well, what if I? Or they're, or they're comfortable where they are. And, you know, the request is asking them to go outside their comfort zone. And it takes a great leap of faith. It's a big step. But I'm telling you that there are rewards abound when you take the step. Renee Marini here on The Intersection. You can connect with her through SOT Zambia. That's Sons of Thunder Zambia.com. Finally, here on this edition of The Intersection Podcast, it's Wallace Henley, an exclusive columnist for The Christian Post, who has served as a White House aide, a journalist, and in pastoral ministry. 
In our recent conversation, he discussed what he terms the consensus establishment that is seeking to impose its ideologies on society inconsistent with Christian values. Here now is the author of the book, Who Will Rule the Coming Gods, The Looming Spiritual Crisis of Artificial Intelligence, Wallace Henley. Well, throughout my time in government, as well as in the newspaper business and the pastorate, I began to realize that there is a, that there is a concerted effort on the part of, of these elites to, to guide the way we think, and so they dominate everything. Well, when I began to look at it more deeply through history, it suddenly I suddenly realized that this was exactly what was happening with Daniel and his colleagues in Babylon when they were under uh, captivity there. And when the king ordered the Chaldeans to instruct them in all of the worldview, the ways, the principles, the values of Babylon, I thought, that's, that's it. Every culture has a consensus establishment. These are the people who influence us to think the way they want us to think. In our, in our contemporary culture, it's the, it's the information establishment, the tech establishment, the entertainment establishment, academia, the governing establishment, and number five is the corporate establishment. All of these come together, not in some kind of conspiratorial, I'm not saying that they meet in, in secret mm. places and have all these designs, but they come into, into a kind of an agreement about what our values ought to be and what our worldview ought to be. And, and so each, each part of this, just as the Chaldeans of old, each part of this will have its own assignment. For example, the tech uh, side of it, the, the, the tech establishment, will have the ability and the assignment, the understood assignment, of spreading this information throughout the culture, especially now that we're all uh, glued to the, our machines hmm. and looking for direction. The academic establishment will, will try to give it some kind of integrity and some kind of depth. The entertainment establishment will make it look good and desirable and, and so on. That's the way it works, and, and that's what we have to stand up and, and resist. So I, I think God calls us and equips us, so how do we respond well, Jesus was very clear. He wants us to go into the world with the gospel of the kingdom, which is his lordship over all of life. Everything that is lovely comes from him, and he sends us into the world. But we have a problem. Only 37%, I just read these figures this morning, only 37% of pastors have a biblical worldview. And the result of that is that only this, only 6% of the general population in America now has a truly biblical worldview. So we've come to the place that our theology has become fun, 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 prosperity, prosperity, feel better, feel better, feel good about yourself. So much of that, we've lost the sense of God's transcendence. We're hmm. wired for transcendence. And guess what? Transcendence means his overness. He is, yes, he's near us but he's also the Lord over us to whom we must give an account. And it's very important that the church recover that message and that teaching. That's the only place it's going to go. And then to give an understanding of how the family is to operate, such, a, such an effort to pull down the nuclear family um, in our age. But God designed the family so that it would, it would be an institution of education and principles. Uh, Psalm 90, 78 is powerful in that in that regard 
We've got to restore that. And education then must understand that it has the role in this culture of showing us, as it has in previous generations, how to think about and how to think through and how to apply the principles we learn in our educated and freedom-loving society. Wallace Henley here on The Intersection. The Christian Post website is christianpost.com. We are nearing the end of this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center where you can listen to or download full conversations with guests featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House program. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can watch video of Meeting House guests through the Faith Radio YouTube channel, including recently added content from the Winter 2023 Christian Product Expo event in Columbus, Georgia. You can also follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.